In June 2006, a fire on Navajo Mountain destroyed vegetation which resulted in debris and sediment contaminating Beaver Springs, the source of all water for the Navajo Mountain community. Currently, a pipeline from Inscription House, Arizona provides a limited amount of water for household use for the 400 residents of Navajo Mountain. Unfortunately, secondary water usable for gardening and livestock is not available. Citizens have to drive miles to haul water back to their community. Uh, the salmon pond design yeah, right now. Okay. I, I asked James fairly. Um, do we know anything on paperwork? Like At a weekly meeting of Engineers Without Borders, Utah State University students discussed design plans for a fill station at Navajo Mountain. A collaboration between the engineering firm Jones & DeMille, the Navajo Nation, and Engineers Without Borders are planning new infrastructure that will reestablish Beaver Springs as a usable water source. Engineering student Justin Pace is part of the project. Right now, there's not a lot of economic potential. Like One of the main drivers in the area is livestock. Now, if you have to drive for 20 minutes just to get to an adequate water supply to fill up you know, a water tank in the back of your truck, then drive back, you're going to have to make several trips to water your livestock. So if by bringing the water into closer to the community, we hope to be able to create more economic opportunities for the Navajo Mountain community. Jones and DeMille engineer Ryan Jolly describes how work with Engineers Without Borders can bring secondary water to the community. The number one priority with this project is to get the locals a fill station, so somewhere they can drive their trucks and still fill up the tanks. The majority of the um, homes out there are you know, a mile apart in any direction. It's not very feasible to, to look at piping water to each of those homes. So we're going to pipe it to a central spot, and then all those residents can come get their water there instead of driving 10 to 20 miles to go get the water in Arizona. The Navajo have a long tradition of cultivating crops and livestock in the desert. Navajo Mountain Chapter President Hank Stevens describes how a central filling station would change life for local residents. Well, I think life actually would change dramatically because commuting to these um, water collection things is time-consuming. You know, puts wear and tear on a vehicle. Even just the cost of traveling back and forth can be enormous. You know, they might be traveling about 20 or 30 miles, you know, one way just to get, just to retrieve the water. So when we're able to establish a water system a lot closer to their homes, then they're able to alleviate uh, some of these hardships. While the Navajo live just miles from the Colorado River, one of the largest freshwater resources in the nation, it remains inaccessible as a secondary water source. Ryan Jolly describes the challenges of harnessing water in such a remote region. It's the desert down there and just not a lot of water. It's funny because the Navajo Nation has a lot of water resources in the Colorado River, and there's just no way to get that water up to the community. It's just a, it's a long way. It's four or five miles plus several hundred feet in elevation. It's really, it's quite deep. It's, it's an incredible area that many people will never see in their lives. I mean, it's beautiful down there. Just that's so remote that nobody hardly ever goes there. In addition to water for citizens, more water means new infrastructure projects that previously construction companies would have considered impossible without access to reliable water, not to mention the possibility of storing water for fire suppression. Hank Stevens acknowledges working with Engineers Without Borders has helped accelerate much-needed water projects. The only thing I can say is uh, without them, we will be doing some of the projects that we're doing out here. Uh, some of the infrastructures, uh, which is the main focal point for the, the community. Also, 
re-establishing and reacquainting our community with some of our ancestral uh, cornfields and orchards that were implemented back in the, the late 1800s. With so little precipitation, it does seem impossible that crops were once grown here in the high desert. But by repairing old infrastructure, Stephen sees a brighter future. Some of the water systems that were being used to suffice on uh, some of our uh, croplands were in existence back then. But now, as a new generation, we need to improve on that to make it more usable in an abundant way. We can store it, we can turn the valve on when we need to, and save some of that water. Wildfire security, self-sustaining agriculture, and improved access and infrastructure are just the beginning of changes from secondary water that will allow the Navajo Mountain community to flourish. With Utah Public Radio, I'm Julie Kelso. The UPR original series, Crossing Borders, is a year-long storytelling project between UPR and the USU Office of Global Engagement, providing services for international students and scholars, and facilitating study abroad opportunities for students and faculty. Details at globalengagement.usu.edu. And to explore more of the Crossing Borders series, head over to upr.org.